0: for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight, because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app, and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2183, Escaping from the Prison of Shame, by Veronica Tugaleva of veronica.org. Hey there, and welcome to another bonus Sunday episode where I share an article from one of the other podcasts in our network that I think will add some value for you here. Today's post comes from Optimal Relationships Daily, where articles covering all types of relationships are read to you every day. So with that, let's hear this one from Greg as we optimize your life. Escaping from the Prison
1: of Shame by Veronica Tugaleva of veronica.org. Quote, Shame isn't a quiet gray cloud. Shame is a drowning man who claws his way on top of you, scratching and tearing your skin, pushing you under the surface. End quote. That's by Kirsty Eager. The other day, a friend opened up to me about her insecurities. In our intimate conversation, I offered her my understanding. The world of shame is one I've known well. After sharing a few stories with her, she looked into my eyes deeply, hers full of a mixture of sadness, surprise, and relief. She said, I'm surprised you say all this. I just always thought of you as having zero self-esteem issues. I thought you'd always had self-confidence. In between those lines, I heard the words she didn't say. I thought I was alone. In my journey of learning about self-acceptance and unconditional love, I've learned that the world our world, is teetering on the brink of lunacy. So many of us are walking around hating ourselves. We think we're alone because our stories are different, because I hate my thighs, you hate the way your lips move when you speak, and he hates his inability to speak with confidence when he wants to. We all walk around playing these virtual reality games in our minds. We exist in a world of what we think are other people, but they're really just pawns in our delusional representation of reality. I've lived in that world, and I bet you have too. Shame is a prison in all our minds. This world is much like the famous line from Hotel California that gently reminds us, you can check out at any time you like, but you can never leave. The world of shame is a shield that lies in the corner, always ready to be picked up on our first shred of fear. And when we pick it up, we enter that world. It's the world of staring at yourself in the mirror and feeling disgust. It's the world of sitting there, paralyzed, going over your actions from a previous moment and wishing for another chance to not be so stupid, so cowardly, so not like the perfect person you desire yourself to be. It's a world of jealousy, resentment, and self-destruction. If I was in some other unpleasant state, like a stomach ache, I'd tell everyone around me, I know it would probably affect my behavior, my mood, my aura. I'd have no problem sharing this fact with my loved ones, my co-workers, or even strangers on the street. Here we come to a strange and disappointing fact. We are much more willing to communicate about our physical experiences of discomfort than our emotional ones, our mental ones, our spiritual ones. The reason lies in this simple truth. When I have a stomach ache, I know it will go away. I also know it has nothing to do with my authentic self. When I hate myself, however, I don't know that it will go away. I begin to function as a different person in a different reality. My perception of myself and the world completely changes. I believe all of those lies I tell myself about how I'm not good enough. I go for the ride. What my friend sees of me and what you see of me is the part that continues to open over and over. I know I am pure love. I know that unconditional love is reality. I know that when I let go, I swim in bliss. I know that's always waiting for me. That doesn't change the fact, however, that I get closed off all the time. It's a worldwide phenomenon. It's a disease. It's a disease of people silently hating themselves or silently wishing to be different. I lived in that world for most of my life, the world where I wasn't good enough and people were cruel. I see people every day who still live in that world. Sometimes I take a headfirst visit, triggered by some environmental thing that my emotions from the past are intimately tied to. It's a place we've all been. It's a place we've watched ourselves go and watched others go. When you watch someone else descending into shameful chaos, you can be more reasonable about what's really going on. Obviously, the person across from you isn't any uglier, stupider, or less competent right now than they were yesterday when they felt good about themselves. You, as the observer, see that your conversation partner is just going for a ride into a world of delusions. When it happens to us, however, it's much more difficult to stop. We take every thought and embrace it as the truth. Unconditional love and spiritual truth is still there, waiting for us to accept it as our reality, but our thoughts of shame and separation form a tight shield against reality. Without love, we starve. We begin to act like fish out of water, struggling against our starvation. And this isn't occasional. For some people, like my former self, inner battle is a constant, never ending reality. These people have never tasted the truth about themselves. They have only ever felt shame, fear, and anger. I think we can start dealing with this viral, consuming disease of shame by removing the illusion that it's not happening to everyone. It happens to everyone, until it doesn't, until they make a purposeful effort to begin perceiving themselves another way. We must accept that it's not our fault we've been conditioned into shame. Then, we need to talk about it. Take a vow today. Do it with me, because I need it as much as you do. Take a vow to speak openly about these delusional experiences, these trips into the world of pain and suffering, these self-hating, people-judging moments of insanity. Even once, just today. Take a look at all the drowning people around you, Grab a hand and swim up to the surface as hard as you can. Be authentic, be brave, and most importantly, just be yourself. Love yourself, flaws and all. That is how we can change the world, one moment of vulnerability at a time. You just listened to the post titled, Escaping from the Prison of Shame by Veronica Tugaleva of Veronica.org. And thanks a lot to Veronica for letting us read this one. I really enjoy the distinction she made between physical and emotional pain. How we're much more comfortable sharing physical pain because we know of its impermanence, and we know others go through it because we can see it and they express it. Not the case with emotional pain. But her words ring true and clear emotional pain is also shared by everyone and is also fleeting, like all things. Of course, we all know that it can stick around for quite some time, but That's usually because we don't put it through the same kind of rehab as we would a physical injury. The rehab for emotional pain lies in communication and acceptance, just like we saw between Veronica and her friend. We are better equipped to heal these wounds when we share them and work out that muscle, if you will. In doing so, we are reminded of the fact that they come and go, and that we have many people who still love us just the same when they know that we have those bad feelings. One thing I try to do if I'm in a, uh, a sour mood is be quite open about it and, and sort of laugh. I allow myself to feel it, but in the way I uh, present it to others, usually by saying, don't mind me, I'm just being a poopy pants right now, I'll get over it, or, or something along those lines. You know, it's relayed in a way that reminds all parties, myself included, that these feelings are a bit silly and not to be taken too seriously. Now, surely this is different from feelings of deep despair or shame, but they too are constantly in motion. And while it may be hard and not really all that necessary to acknowledge that with the same tongue-in-cheek demeanor, uh, we can know within ourselves that it too shall pass. And on that note, we are going to wrap this up, but we'll be back tomorrow on Christmas Eve after opening one present, of course, uh, as is tradition. So if you like this one, come on back for the beginning of a two-parter from Jay and Heather Harrington tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.